The media is gathered as the governor's about to give a public statement on stage in Richmond, Virginia. All of a sudden, they cut the lights. ACDC's Back in Black starts over the loudspeakers. Pyrotechnics light up the stage as Ralph Northam moonwalks to the mic at center stage. As he leans in closer, he starts to wipe off the white makeup to reveal he was a black man all along. Once he finishes, picks up the mic and says, I hope you've all learned something. Mic drop, walks on off stage, thunderous applause. Today will be known as the day we've ended racism forever. Thanks to hero Ralph Northam. <laughs> okay. God damn. Uh, here's the thing: if you, we- you never ever wear blackface, it's bad. Also, I'll let Parker talk about this sweater. But if you do wear blackface, your excuse for wearing blackface shouldn't be, "Oh, that's not me." But I did put shoe polish on my face one time to pretend to be Michael Jackson. I even had a little glove. But he's that... gonna moonwalk at the conference before was... his wife stops. I like okay. Can we yeah. talk about that part for a second? Because I heard about that on Twitter, and I was like, "Haha, that, that's probably not that bad." And then I watched the video. That was literally worse than it sounds like. Yeah, it was so bad. He had this look on his face, like, "Yeah, I can fucking moonwalk. Let's get this. Look, it's I think, done." I think I think that would have fixed it. If he would have, if he could have moonwalked, that could have been. They could have been like, "Oh, well, yeah, no." You get the pass. Yeah. <laughs> clearly, you have uh, any type of semblance of rhythm. We clearly have. Oh my God, we might need to twenty-three and me him. He uh, <laughs> he might have a one twenty one hundred twenty-eighth in there. We, we got, got Elizabeth, Elizabeth Warren, Warren on our hands. <laughs> well, I've heard that uh, both Robert Downey Jr. and Rachel Dolezal are endorsing his campaign. <laughs> also, also Gucci with this uh, this top knit sweater. You know what I'm saying with uh. God damn. How they thought that that would go over as a good idea really way. But they're like, immediately, I, I also love that, like, in corporate America, corporations could just turn around and be like, oh, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I didn't, re- we're so sorry for the, that we deeply offended people. It's uh, not in our company's core, uh, core not in our mission statement. <laughs> well, losing money by like, being dicks. Brand people who, like, try and claim America is not racist anymore when we kick off Black History Month with, like, a series of. <laughs> blackface scandals <laughs> i just i just i love how like all the boomers are like don't put idiot photos o- online it'll come back to bite you and every <laughs> single boomer that like selected a photo in their yearbook where they're just like i dressed up like the kkk <laughs> all right like, one thing oh, i so want to mention boom. is who has a medical school yearbook <laughs> oh, they exist you know, <laughs> Okay. So no, Luke, here's what I his like. Quote, though, his quote is respectful in that in that yearbook because it's something along the lines of, "I like drinking beer, and if I have to choose between God and beer, I'm gonna be a drunk." And then there's a photo of him in blackface with a dude wearing Klan robe. <laughs> so what I really like is that beer. during the Kavanaugh hearings, somewhere someone was like, "All right." We got to start checking yearbooks because I I, I, I haven't I'm, I'm afraid to look and see what's in my high school yearbook. I don't even really remember now. And I like, I'm terrified. No I, I know for mine, at least I'm fairly certain there's no blackface. Yeah. Uh, OK, well, my elementary school, my <laughs> elementary school yearbook. did a yeah, land run. <laughs> my elementary school did a land run so there could be some uh <laughs> you know questionable. questionable material in there we we also did a land recreating run. and re-engraving yeah, the colonialism in you when you're young <laughs> oh. yeah the reenactment of history get it we <laughs> even it. had to stake out our claims and then we ate picnics and then did you kill each other afterwards over the claims? No, it would no, have been really funny version, no if they... There's no one there. It's yeah. Just, yeah. There's no one there. Oh, look, it's <laughs> empty. Yeah, we just went to a park. Hey, hey, pause. It was unassigned. Well, you know, was Carl it? and I both went to Catholic school, so the implication there was uh, God probably just gave it to us. <laughs> it was open for us to take. Um, yeah, I think they had that. Didn't they put that on T-shirts? Manifest Destiny. <laughs> 
if God wanted us to stop at the Atlantic, he wouldn't have put this continent here. Many months has come and gone since I wandered from my home In those Oklahoma hills where I was born Many a page of life has turned, many a lesson I have learned Well, I feel like in those hills I still belong Way down yonder in the Indian nation Ride my pony on the reservation In those Oklahoma hills where I was born Now way down yonder in the Indian nation The cowboy's life is my occupation In those Oklahoma hills where I was born I'm Adam Burnett, and this week we've got a full red star of Parker Nelson, Stephen Lastman, and Carl Roberts on the show, and this is Red Star Over Oklahoma. We are small political and news podcasts broadcasting about left Oklahoma. This week in national news, we're going to talk about the Green New Deal. We're going to talk about a little bit of Brexit news. Uh, before jumping on to Oklahoma news, we've got an interesting story that I think uh, that I think is actually really interesting about um, the GRDA and a whitewater park in northeast Oklahoma. Uh, we want to talk a little bit more about uh, OU uh, and their budget as they continue to slash jobs. And, of course, a conservative reading list for the week. Uh, and so with this first story, this Green New Deal, we're going to throw it over to Lassie and let him tell us all about our favorite congresswoman. That's right. Uh, Representative Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez and Senator Ed Markey of Massachusetts have drafted legislation for the Green New Deal. Um, this is going to be a massive policy package remaking just pretty much all of the U.S. economy uh, and seeks to eliminate U.S. carbon emissions by 2050. Uh, definitely the most ambitious sort of actual policy I think we've ever seen drafted to address climate change in the United States uh, because this might be the only policy I think we've ever seen to address climate change in the United States. <laughs> no, that one time we gave Solyndra a bunch of money to blow. Oh, yeah. That's hey, right. hey, we're also the number one in oil exports in the world now, so we're going to invade ourselves. <laughs> okay, but be careful because fucking Eric Prince is out there looking to do that. <laughs> like, I know that we all know that filibuster, like the original term of that was where you just took a private military and claimed some land like you're the fucking Cliven Bundy. But Eric Prince will do that in anywhere in the States if he could. <laughs> yeah. So be careful. Eric Prince filibustering <laughs> West Texas to keep the oil economy alive. Like, I'm literally afraid of that happening because it <laughs> seems like a like a potent reality. The, the shale state. Mm. Just in hell world okay. where we are, it seems like but it yeah, could this, happen. <laughs> this deal... Um... So it's, it's a non-binding resolution, meaning that it's not going to create any actual programs if it goes through, which is itself a big if, because you've already got centrist stims like Pelosi just completely blowing it off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, 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 did she, the... did, she, did she clap at it? <laughs> oh, my God. Did she? You know? No, so, oh. so she clapped at it. She clapped okay. at it, and then she explained that she was actually clapping it's in done. support hey. of it, and everyone didn't understand uh, that. Um, okay, I, okay, okay. So that that makes more sense because I was like, if she clapped at it, it's dead. Like that's <laughs> legitimately just the, the ultimate clap back. I think we should name it the Pelosi. But <laughs> God damn it, which oh. is like an act of resistance that does nothing meaningful. Right? It, no, no, entirely, no, 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 no. It's not the... even properly performative. You have to like freeze. You have to pause the video at the right frame to make it look uh, like it's the, the, the onion had a great headline that was like uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, <laughs> shows commitment towards climate change by throwing the Green New Deal in recycling bin. <laughs> <laughs> she called it. She was like this green dream or whatever they want. And it's like, ah, yes, Nancy, you will die before you have to deal with any of these effects. Cool. That's really great that you control our political system. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, and it's also like this. So it's it's non-binding. It doesn't. It won't create any programs. Um, it's just kind of a step towards saying, "Hey, we're actually going to start doing something about this now." Um, well, I think it's and, also kind of like at some point you have to write down the steps, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Because you could figure out, like, okay, if we need this to happen. 
to for this to happen here is what would have to happen but we're no not one's deciding gonna do anything. to start on it right now yeah you know, we're just we're, we're just writing the steps down you know we're, we're, we're writing it in our together. calendar like, yeah we're, <laughs> to be fucking we're fair the, at the least they're doing that working. at least they're not republicans who still claim well, yeah. that it doesn't exist the the the, the, the what ocasio cortez had pushed for whenever she protested in pelosi's office uh back before this new congress happened was like a selected committee for a Green New Deal. And the whole idea was basically this. The whole idea was get a committee together that lays out steps and says we need to look into X, Y, and Z so that we can know we need to do A, B, and C in two years whenever it comes to passing the legislation because in two years, hopefully, we'll be in a position to actually do that. And so, I mean, it, that's what it is. is it well, is, and what, it, it's, what it's already done is get people talking about this in a really, like, large-scale capacity even if it doesn't get through there's like actual conversations about climate change and all of the problems that are going to come with it coming out of washington for like the first, the first time. time probably since obama's day and the first time seriously ever yeah because all the, all the stuff before was just this, like piecemeal horseshit that wouldn't do anything well i mean it was like you know solar's good uh you know we should start thinking about it he said it in speeches a lot but like we didn't see actual legislation being drafted to address it wholly as like a large scale issue. Yeah, uh, and it, and it was like ninety billion dollars or something in the well, and the, I, so I, I'm, plan. I'm gonna go yeah. over just what's in the bill because uh, it's got a whole bunch of stuff. Um, first and foremost, uh, starts by recognizing climate change, which bro, the <laughs> shit that she calls out. No, I just the that. Sh- the shit that she calls out in the first four pages, you know what I'm saying? Where she's like, yeah, you know, um, you know, the, here's what science says is going to happen. Like mass migration from the regions most affected, you know, more than 500 billion lost annually. Oh, you know, doubling in the next 10 years. Like, holy shit. Yeah. I mean, of course, we live in a country where you can't take climate change as a given. <laughs> Half of people deny it exists because of all of their fucking oil money. Uh, but then it goes on to list out goals such as achieve net zero greenhouse gas, uh, create millions of jobs, invest in infrastructure, um, and then secure uh, clean air and water, climate and community resiliency, healthy food, access to nature, and a sustainable environment. Uh, so it includes uh, like justice and equity and uh, a lot of language about protecting vulnerable communities. Um, And what I like a lot is she lists that uh, must be developed with partners such as labor unions, working cooperatives, civil society groups, academia, and then she lists businesses, or they list businesses last. (laughs) (laughs) Which is a nice little, like, subtle dig to be like, no, this is against you. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, but that's also, like, kind of the thing. It, like, the original New Deal was so opposed by the by the business community that literally to this day you have families on the right that got into politics to hate the New Deal. Like, that's literally why the Bushes do politics. Because their grandpa was like, man, fuck, fuck New Deal. Uh, fuck taxes and fuck all that shit. Um and so they started doing politics that's literally not a joke and so it's like yeah it's very opposed to business and the new deal did not have this shit where it was like we have to end an entire part of our economy in 10 years because that's part of this is is saying no more oil no more oil business well i look forward to the like shitty logic guys who get into politics to oppose the green new deal because it's not pragmatic enough (laughs) I love. I, I, whenever Just a bunch of Ben Shapiro's getting in to oppose the Green New Deal. Oh God! Whenever I think the the most telling thing ever was when Ben Shapiro was like, "Well, if you know their houses are gonna be unlivable in 100 years, why don't they just sell them and move?" And it's like, Ben, <laughs> don't you know that underwater houses is a metaphor that refers to houses that you can't sell because they're worth less than the mortgage on them? <laughs> I mean, I've gotta believe that young Ben is like purposefully like. He's being purposely disingenuous. Some of them you can tell are just that stupid, but he's just uh, like... A I don't know. I don't know. I saw nah, him he's got comment... His I feel like he's like 
bro. Did you see that tweet the other day where he was like, <laughs> you know, my wife is a doctor, and you know, yes. she had and like I have the flu, and my daughter has the flu, and I she stayed up all night with my daughter, and now has to go to work. That's real feminism. It's my turn tonight, and people are just turning around like. She works, and you sit around fighting with people on the internet all day. Why the right, fuck aren't I, you watching your kid? I'll be honest. That's actually the only thing I find relatable about him. <laughs> that he has Twitter fights feminism. instead of that's taking care feminism. of his children. Okay. <laughs> the one he's, thing he's got pure posting energy. I got to give him credit for that. The one thing I find relatable about Ben Shapiro is that he clearly has the hots for AOC, and like, oh yeah, oh, no, all, yeah. Of, all of them do. It's like they have. Cross yeah, their wires with angry and horny, and they can't, they can't reconcile that. So it breaks their brains whenever she actually talks about ideas, and they're like, uh, "You can't fix the climate." <laughs> well, I mean, like in a way, she's like the inverse of like Ken State Gun Girl because like she's like <laughs> an actual inverse. politician that's like good and useful, and <laughs> Kent State Gun Girl is just like I'm hot and I say things that old conservative boomers like. But yeah, that's and, why they're mad at her. They're like, "Ah, oh, you're." You're a pretty young lady, but you're also in politics. Get out of there. Stop doing stuff. <laughs> well, I think this is My a good My can only take so much to Alice. Okay, perfect. <laughs> that is the perfect segue that I needed to go from talking about AOC and the Green Deal to another foxy, hot, beautiful woman. <laughs> Teresa May, <laughs> Prime Minister okay. of Britain, has my Number British. Number one, the uh, Brexit PM. <laughs> Jazz hands, Jazz hands, Teresa May. Such a good like politics porno when it finally comes out. God. Uh, I'm excited for it. I'm excited. Yeah. For it. Adam does have his webcam set up to where it does kind of look like a cast <laughs> that could bring Theresa May on. I, I do believe that. We need to start doing that. Um, for, this is the for Red Star over Oklahoma uh, casting couch. Red Star? Uh, no, just Red Star. Red Star, <laughs> Red Star at night. Red Star at night. This uh, is no fact. If you go listen to Red Star at night, it was actually a casting for Adam. That's right. If you, if you sign up for the premium $10 a month, you get to see all of our cam sites. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I you go get by, a premium $10 a month subscription, I will attach a GoPro to the back of my head and just let you see me all day long. It's not very exciting, <laughs> but I'll let you do it. All right. So what's, what's, what's going on with Brexit here? So... As we all know, Brexit is looming. Uh, it's coming along, coming down the pike. Um, and in on March 29th, uh, everything's going to go to shit, and the world will catch on fire. Um, and finally, the Smash Mouth song will be relevant to the UK. It will go to the top of the charts and stay there forever. Because what's happened recently <laughs> is that Theresa May negotiated a deal with the EU to deal with the big pressing problem we're going to talk about in a little bit. The House of Parliament, uh, the House of Commons, the lower house, the important one, said, fuck off, bitch. And literally the largest ever even, in history. Even the Tory Brexit supporters were like, no. Is this the only deal that Belgium will accept? Okay, we don't want it. And it was literally the largest uh, defeat of legislation since the House of Commons became like properly democratic in the late 1800s. Uh, it was murdered, absolutely murdered. Like if you watch the video of them voting for it, they read off the votes and like everybody just goes whoo in the House of Commons. <laughs> it's it's pretty fucking hilarious. And Nothing's so then that hard in Parliament since Guy Fox. Am I right, folks? Hey. <laughs> oh God. Uh, please. But. Theresa May um, being like, holy shit, this is basically the only reason I'm prime minister to do this, did a vote of no confidence, and the Tories, or the Conservative Party, were just like, well, we can't let Jeremy Corbyn become prime minister and immediately start executing uh, the rich in the House of Lords, so we're going to have to like support her. And so now there's literally no way for Brexit to happen. Um, and it's it, it's it's really kind of indicative of this like right wing populism being made up horseshit that just doesn't work at all, because the whole problem is that 
is the Irish problem, right? This is a different <laughs> Irish problem, you know? <laughs> Irish problem used to be, how do we keep them out of our country? Now we've come here, we've multiplied, we control America. We're coming for you, Britain. Um, no Irish need reunite. <laughs> <laughs> the reverse revolution. 1916 in 2019. Um, yes, I was uh, the uh, sin-fine president, Mary Lou McDonald, told Theresa May that she has to come to, that she's come to Ireland with no plan, no credibility, and no honor. And that even in the event of a hard Tory DUP Brexit, she must pre prepare for an Irish unity referendum. Like, they might have fucked up Brexit so bad that Ireland reunites. <laughs> I mean, that literally might happen. Yeah. I'm excited um, for the troubles. I, 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 uh, the, the, the second round, I think, will be better. Um, it, France is in full <laughs> protest, like revolutionary protests over these yellow vests protests that are going on in France because Macron is also an idiot. But I am really excited for what's going to happen to Britain because I, I, I really think well, that like my, my, so my like, conspiracy theory is that uh, UKIP is just an IRA op that's been going on for the last <laughs> 10, 15 years. Brief, brief note on that. Um, Nigel, Nigel, uh, Farage, Farage, uh, fuck saying it right. Fuck you, Nigel. Um, is is starting a new Brexit party <laughs> now? Oh my god! Because UKIP has outlived its usefulness, oh and Brexit isn't working. It's I mean, like um, the fucking Michael Scott paper company. He's just gonna keep making new companies each time. His, each, each time his Brexit plan fails, he's gonna make a new racist Brexit party. I, I'm really excited for uh, Scandinavia to invade England again. I think it's gonna work gotta, well. Okay, so number Maybe one... Maybe it'll actually just be the Normans who invade again. <laughs> <laughs> number one, the Dana Law remains the proper legal entity in control of central England. Uh, bring it back. I'm sorry. I'm over this revisionist bullshit with, I don't know, the House of Sanford, whatever the fuck they're called. Um, I'm over it. Um, I thought they like ruled in a, like, a quasi-tribal system with like combat by death to decide... <laughs> like political matters they still do actually if you're if you listen to this show and you're in the uk i, I don't know how that happened not to challenge the queen to a duel um and if you beat her you become uh the monarch and then we the show disavows you immediately for being uh anti-republican yeah. um, but <laughs> but just, just then you know some of the to to get into some of the like more specifics of what's going on here because it's actually i think it's like kind of informative right of the problems in general with right-wing populism. Like, the reason there's a problem is that in the late 90s, Ireland and Northern Ireland agreed to what's called, and the British government agreed to what's called the Good Friday Agreement, which said that, like, okay, we'll stop doing bombings all the time and, like, stop shooting each other um, as long as we don't have a border. Because much like, say, Germany after World War II and before 89 or Korea today, there's a border that has broken up families and been really problematic. And for Ireland, that shit was longer than the Koreas or, or Germany, and by a lot, because it was starting in the 20s until literally, like, the 90s, right? So, like, a good 70 years, you know, you could live and die and live a full whole life without having, like, a, an Ireland where the border was united. And so... What they said was, we'll leave the border apart. Northern Ireland gets to stay in. It is its own political entity that is devolved from the seat from Westminster in the United Kingdom. It doesn't get involved in UK politics, and UK politics don't get involved in Northern Ireland for the most part. And the problem the Brexiteers are having is that they need to maintain that that border to keep the Good Friday Agreement in in place because that's the central part of it and to do that but now that it's mean, an eu border <laughs> yeah now it's going to be a border with a different country whereas before with the eu if anybody's ever if you've ever flown to the, to the uk you know that there's a different line for eu schengen people and european economic area people where they just like you know it's like getting on a plane in the u.s you just show like a passport or an id or something and you're allowed in you don't have to do anything 
And that would be the thing that changes. And so for the Brexiteers, they're saying, oh, to maintain that border, we'd have to put a border between Northern Ireland and the rest of the United Kingdom. Folks, there's be... an Irish caravan. It's coming up <laughs> from... Uh... Oh my it's God, you have Dublin. to be careful because we can't... That's going to be on Sky News tomorrow. Yeah, that is my legitimate fear <laughs> about this show. The conservatives somehow <laughs> find it and they're like, a repository of good ideas that sound like satire <laughs> and then they just fucking destroy the planet hey we actually tomorrow nigel farage will be like there is a caravan of 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 irish gypsies coming up the pike or I, can't, I can't talk like him i can't do an accent um oh. but the concern the concern now is that the whole good friday agreements will disappear and there will be a border somewhere, and the troubles are going to pop off. That's why Sinn Féin said they're going to do an election, because that's part of the Good Friday Agreement, is that they can have this election. And the one party that didn't sign on to Good Friday is the Democratic Unionist Party, which is the, the minority party in the British Parliament that is keeping Theresa May's government open right now. And they are the strongest party opposed to putting some kind of barrier between Northern Ireland and the rest of the United Kingdom. So there's just not a solution. Like, there's nothing that will happen. Because the only thing that uh, the EU has offered to them is you get a backstop where you get the worst of both deals. You get no say over EU regulations and stuff. You don't get to vote on it anymore. But you have to follow them in order to keep the Northern Irish border open. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> they have really fucked themselves and there's not a way out for them that that will work right now other than a hard brexit which is going to mean good friday is over and we'll probably finally see a united ireland in my lifetime aaron go bra motherfuck the queen a thousand dead royalties uh, i mean it's i saw the best meme i saw was like the guy looking at the other girl and it's like my genuine concern for the british people and it's just like my desire to see great britain crumble <laughs> and that, i really feel that it's been very entertaining to see the uk just take hard l's for the last two years <laughs> as much as i feel bad for actual britons <laughs> I, I just want to see the kingdom of Northumbria rise. It's just been too long has it been under the shoulder of these Southland milk drinking cow herders. The goddamn kingdom of Wessex, Saxons, coming up to Northumbria telling us, oh, you're not going to fuck your cousin. You know what? Newcastle Listen. Fontaine is a good city. Well, look, this is what we need. This is the only way the queen will die is if her empire is finally reduced to nothing that all of her life force finally goes away i just can't i really in a certain sense i hope they do a hard brexit but then scotland votes to leave the union and becomes part of the eu so both islands have a hard border for a little while before northern ireland finally gives up the ghost and joins the the irish the the republic of ireland and we get the irish free state you know oh. that would be hilarious Mm-hmm. Well, I think it's I think with time we'll move on from our dark Irish dreams to some dark Oklahoma dreams. Um, the first story of Oklahoma we have for this week is uh, is one from my neck of the woods, and it is about um, a plan. Is it really by... a neck of the woods, or is your part of Oklahoma like the ass of the woods? <sighs> That was funny. Carl? That was funny. Carl? Fuck all of you. I don't appreciate you. And also, fuck you. Just as a rule and a condition. What? All right. I'm just saying. So. I just want to clarify for people. It is the neck, not the ass. He's also showing a lot yes. of thigh. I might be showing a little bit of thigh. <laughs> um. Uh, so, Adam, the, you know there's not a job, right? What? <laughs> well, if you're on the couch. Oh yeah, no, I know, I know. There's no job here. This is my couch in my house. I'm allowed to sit on it however I want. Yeah. I just, just want to want to make sure you know that. Is my dog is also on this couch. Be a close up of Adam's just very pale upper thigh. Yeah. 
Just pasty ass hill people white boy thigh. That's, that's gonna be the thumbnail. <laughs> uh, on my couch. I was hoping for a Gucci blackface sweater, but we can go. We can deal with Adam's. Uh, we we got thigh. options. We yeah, got we options. got multiple. Okay, Adam, tell us about GRDA. So, the GRDA is an organization in Oklahoma. It's the Grand River Dam Authority, and they uh, they, they take care about the Grand River, and but also several other rivers, including the Illinois. It's a uh, dam we had to use to cross, Northeast right? To get to your Oklahoma. house. Yeah. What an awful acronym for a water organization. GRDA? <laughs> it's it's GRDA or, <laughs> or GERDA. No one says GERDA. Except me, um, but uh, the GRDA they they are a, an interesting organization because they are essentially in charge of the dams, and the cool thing about that is that the dam network in Northeast Oklahoma has the ability to produce enough green electricity to like power most of the state if they wanted to. A lot of it's exported right now. Uh, and also, it, a lot we just don't use it as much as we could. There are uh, three spillways in uh, uh, the dams near I grew up on Grand Lake that aren't used to produce electricity, and I don't understand why. They run water through them all the time, and um, they could produce that, electricity. Is that the one that you, like, took me to at the, yep. when it was pitch black at night, and you were like, you hear that, Parker? Yeah. It's like a hundred billion gallons of water flying past you about 15 feet away. Yeah. The pitch black. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. Can we Did not? you like wh- whip out a banjo at him? Like... <laughs> the park I took him to uh, where we went and saw that is called Little Blue and is actually like very well known for being incredibly dangerous. So, uh, no, I just... You know, went and showed him the the rushing water, and we got out of there before a junkie stabbed us. Because there are woods junkies, and if you think city junkies are bad, wood junkies are worse. Oh, definitely. <laughs> They'll actually eat part of you. I yeah. So anyway, so the GRDA um, has been working um, with the Sam Walton, the Walmart Corporation, uh, but the Sam Walton Foundation on a whitewater park. And when I first started to read this story, and I picked it kind of initially because I was like, I don't want the Walton Foundation involved in anything in Oklahoma. But the reason they're involved is principally because it's on the Oklahoma-Arkansas border. And so, Are they going to start like Pinocheting people through the spillways? <laughs> So no, like it's actually the story was pushing them out of their speedboat. Yeah, okay. So I, I was. I think the white. If you if you you work at Walmart and say the word union, they're just gonna put you through the Pensacola Dam spillway. (laughs) (laughs) Here's a uh, well, actually, uh, we like to support our unionizers here at uh, the Sam Walton Foundation, and uh, we we like to send you on a little leadership retreat here. We're gonna send you out to the uh, the the low water dam, and we're gonna chain your ankles and hang you upside down and just kind of let you get waterboarded for the next 38 hours and we'll see how you feel at the end if you still want to make a union or so we got you also these you're nice fired anyway shoes. so we got you these nice concrete shoes and we're gonna throw you down this water slide don't ask where it goes um but what they are actually building is a little uh it is a um, Olympic grade whitewater rafting facility and whitewater kayaking facility along with um, some hiking trails and some mountain biking trails, which actually I think sounds really nice. I was at first kind of, I don't, I always hate anything to do with the Sam Walton foundation and with private corporations because they're supplying a lot of the money. Uh, they're supplying. Um, I mean, you know, this is good and all, but maybe pay your workers before you build a water yeah. park. Yeah. Nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The workers like, can all... go to the water park. Okay. Yeah, they, like, can't... They, they, they should uh, pay their workers like $15 an hour and build water park. Yeah, exactly. That. And, <laughs> and who, why would you pay $15 an hour if you can go to a water park? Let them ride slides. so it's not that kind of water park though it's not like a uh slide riding water park it's like it's not a fun water park no it's like a (laughs) serious it's like a nature water park 
Boo! No, yeah. you're all wrong. Yeah, I'm stoked. I want wave pools. Yeah, there's no wave pools. There. Well, but that's what I want a I... lazy river with margaritas. God damn it! Yeah. yeah okay. Give us a oh, you Joe's. city they're, big they're... splash <laughs> trash. Oh Wait, they're not, they're not building a wave pool in in Grand Lake. This isn't Grand Lake. This is Lake Francis at the Oklahoma and Arkansas border. Um. The dam, uh, that the river, the, the, there is, so the Illinois runs through here, and this used to be what is called Lake Francis. It is not technically anything. It's, like, basically a backwater right now. Um, and so they are going to rebuild a large section of the dam, uh, including putting in a step water so that the water can cascade down and look really nice. And it will also fix the problem on the lake because right now the lake is polluting the sh- down river because there are high, uh, there are high, I'm trying to say quantities, not qualities. There are high quantities of phosphorus under the silt. But if they can get water up over it and make it a lake again, that won't be disturbed by the river running and it won't be pushed downstream. So it'll like settle and stay at the bottom of the lake. And I, they, they did it, Econ, or an ecological survey. And actually, this is like a good thing. It's like, we'll actually make the river less polluted and help, you know, set things up. And so... My only biggest problem is just, yeah, I'd love to see say, the Walton Foundation pay their employees, but hell, at least they're at least they're doing something that is actually seems also, to be like a pretty good I, little project. I, I would like it if like we took all the money from the Waltons and then we did the water park ourselves. Yeah. Like, if it were publicly owned, that would be yeah, actually yeah. really cool. Yeah, I agree. We, we can make it include slides then. <laughs> You can vote on slides. The people there. demand a master blaster. <laughs> <laughs> and this master blaster must be filled with lemonade and vodka. And it's just for me. <laughs> All right, Parker, you want to take the us people through? people demand a personal water park for me. <laughs> Listen, I'm a champagne socialist. We've got the means. We can all I have a, a pool. champagne wave pool, god damn it. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> no, it really wouldn't. I don't know. The bubbles well, would probably tell tickle the kids strange parts. It or not. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, just mostly sugar and that coating. Yeah, no, pass. You get sticky when you got out yeah, of it. Uh, you need to put it in a, in, a, in a like a hot tub or something. Then you'd be fine. Yeah, and in uh, northeast Oklahoma, you'd just be covered in bugs. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you would be covered in in a special breed of mosquito. <laughs> the, God. the ones that, that would actually like qualify for welfare benefits. They're like sentient and just can talk. God, I swear I have crushed mosquitoes before that had fully formed well, about- brains and organs, like that were like large, like birds. Are you like a? Are you actually a woods junkie, Adam? Have you been holding out on us this whole time? A woods junkie? You you said wood junkies. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Of course I'm a woods junkie. What do you think I? <laughs> I no, okay. I I learned from Woods Junkies. Okay, I'm not. <laughs> they mentored you up their ways. Yeah. There's What's one up, time a Woods the... Junkie left a T-shirt in my car, and I washed it like three times, and then just kept it. That's just good, though. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, I don't I don't like, really uh, take clothing advice from the guy who regularly shops God. in the street. Adam, get a good internet connection. Get a good internet connection. You keep cutting out, and we can't hear your jokes. And I want to talk about my mosquito joke of, like, you know, I saw a post where there was, if mosquitoes suck fat, we could keep them as pets. And if and another person was like, if they suck dick, we could marry them. <laughs> All right. God damn it. Okay. Now, Parker, take over and tell your story. All right. So, um, the last, uh, the last Oklahoma news story is going to be about, um, OU basically, um, cutting a bunch of jobs out of the under, uh, President Galaxy Brain Galaxy, Galagly, however you want to say it's Galagly. Yeah, all, all of the above are correct. Um, 
So basically, um, University of Oklahoma said on Tuesday that it's eliminating 28 more positions in addition to the 50 that it said it was going to do in November um, for the next upcoming semester. Uh, basically, most of the positions that were eliminated have to do with the like are from the Norman campus have to do either the IT office um, land or from the landscaping department, which um, it, they have a bunch of seasonal jobs, but these weren't necessarily classified as one or the other. They didn't actually disclose that information. Um, and uh, they said that these that these employees can remain on the payroll for up to 60 days, receive a severance package that includes a week's pay for each year of service. But um, it's supposed this move is supposed to save about $2 million a year. And they a lot of people are kind of talking about this as gallantly trying to drag President Boren's um, presidency through the mud, which, I mean, as if he, they, like, Boren needed, needed any help with that. Definitely. Yeah, but, Boren, uh, no earthquakes, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no earthquake. David, no earthquake, Boren. Uh, my, uh, I, w- yeah. I will Even always pat Debo on like the back. Petroleum Engineering College president. Yeah. <laughs> it, even though this guy is the Petroleum Engineering College president, but that aside, um, he basically, I mean, he threw a bunch of digs at Boren talking about $150 million that um, mis- misstated cash contributions. I mean, uh, a, a lot of these problems seem endemic from Oklahoma, you know, not funding public education, which is something that we've talked about extensively on this show. It's a tradition um, in our state. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> And um, necessarily, like, they also see that cash reserves have fallen by almost half in the past four years, which, I mean, kind of makes sense when you are trying to run a public university as a fucking business, right? Like, the new the new nice honors college dorms are operating at a loss. Like, they literally— Wait, really? Yeah, what? you can't—you literally—I I don't understand how they don't understand how you cannot continually expand campus without having, like, like— they they just continue buying property around the campus to make it bigger, right? And slash or doing all of these like extra funding these uh, extravagant infrastructure projects when yeah. those have to be maintained after they're built. Yeah. Carl and granted, um, he uh, uh, Galaxy oh, Brain is getting praise. So fun, just on that expansion note, fun story about uh, what Harvard University does here in Boston. So they buy up a shit ton of land, um, just. Like all the land, and every time that they have a project that the surrounding people like don't approve of, they just buy up the the land surrounding the project and then just rent out the properties. Like <laughs> once there's no one to complain, so Harvard just like keeps expanding because they don't want people complaining about their <laughs> continuous expansion. <laughs> right, and I mean like they like Galaxy Brain has gotten a lot of praise for keeping fees and tuition flat for the first time in years. Um, and also presenting a budget that includes faculty pay increases. But in terms of like running, running, like, like not having any fundamental change in a, how the university gets funded B without any sort of like substantial financial planning and continuing to uh, dump the reliance of, of this funding onto students is just something that's completely unsustainable. And we should have noticed that this was unsustainable 10 to 15, 20 years ago. Well, it's the same, it's the same kind of shit they do too with like, for example, um, like getting rid of Suzette Gralot because she was like, uh, this is horseshit globally. You need to actually take care of the university and the good things that we have going instead of just slashing them because you don't like them. Or like, oh, you know, you fire um, Jabbar Shumate as uh, the guy whose job it is is to keep campus from being racist. And then all of a sudden people are in fucking blackface. Um, and it's like, huh, I wonder how Gologli is going to be remembered as a president of the university. Like, uh, <laughs> we're going to have to win a national championship for him to not go down as just the worst piece of shit in OU history at this point. I mean, David Boren had some pretty shit piece of shit moments. You know what I mean? But yeah, I, of course. I, I very much so understand like where you're coming from with that. And I, I just don't know what the future of education is going to look like in this country. <laughs> because legitimately, like I, for just the amount of money that that it increased from our freshman year to when we graduated our undergrad, right? Which is a substantial like eight 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 hundred to $1,000 a year for in-state tuition, right? It's like how if that if the trend keeps increasing with like the current wage stagnations for the majority of people, like like student loan, this bubble is going to be insanely huge, mm-hmm. like 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 literally so big that it's going to wreck everything, especially from the university standpoint when they can't pay like they can't pay to keep anything open like at all. So, 
I don't know how how much they have in the red, how much they have like budget wise to be able to do this, but to like rely and put all this burden on students when students eventually just and I think it's getting closer to that point where they are just even looking at college degrees being like, oh, well, this isn't even necessarily that. You yeah, know, like we can, we can go get certification degrees, like like other other Votech degrees. You know, like do do things out like, that don't require like the majority. I would say the large majority, unless you're going into um, some type of research field, right? Of 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 higher education degrees are effectively like not really vocationally useful, right? So, well, and it's also, I mean, like I have a cousin who's gone through university, and she's gonna graduate debt free, and it's gonna take her twice as long as it took me. To do right. that, you know, and so it's like, what does that do to our economy whenever you have people having to work, you know, low wage, not particularly good jobs for double the amount of time they're supposed to. And then they can't enter the economy because that's the choice they have. Either they get this fucking millstone around their neck of student debt or mm. they, you know, lose four years of, of like useful to society labor that, you know, they could do if we just fucking paid for the shit instead of yeah. doing this slash and burn Let's invite a it's someone who's somehow more in bed with the oil industry than a dude who is on the board of fucking Continental Resources to be the president of the university. Right. I mean, I mean, not only that, but it's also like you know, I, we all understand that uh, keeping these education prices high is obviously like used like the the attempted barrier at class stratification, right? And I, uh, opening that up is definitely not what people want to do. But what happens when this window completely closes, right, to the point where, like, they're only, like, chat, like, rich chads can go to the university to get, like, useless degrees to perpetuate, you know, X, Y, and Z parents' companies, right? But then we actually I mean, don't have enough people I, going well, to the university. I mean, that's what, like, the unpaid internship like, is. It's just, like, a barrier to entry to only super wealthy people who can afford to go a year without a paycheck. Fuck you. My unpaid right, but internship I'm just talking about, sucks. <laughs> exactly. But, but, but I'm talking about like when we finally hit that that um that 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 point, right? The, I mean, the breaking point of, of of people like the university not being able to fill classes because people can't, you know what I mean? Like people we literally saw that. I I don't know if it was like that at OSU last year, but I mean, it was like that at OU that like fucking dumbass rich Texans that are just genuinely like not smart people had to go to OU because of how uh, UT system is set up and their parents were like oh you didn't get into UT and it's like well yeah they, they were fucking popping pills all high school like they're useless pieces of trash yeah and I mean, we got that they, and then people who like gen like I mean that and just like Texans who genuinely couldn't afford to go to school anywhere in Texas and so I had yeah. to come to Oklahoma because it's cheaper out of state in Oklahoma than it is in state in Texas right and, and like, I'm not I, even no, trying to no, focus on the chads themselves but moreover like is this going to result in like because I, I had I tried to take a couple of classes myself for one of my minors right where it just the class sizes didn't fill out, so they ended up having to cancel the classes, right? You can't just have a class with two or three people in it. But is that going to be the impact that we see from this, right? Yeah, is it I going mean, to be that we start cutting programs and, and raising tuition yep. instead of, you know, like, instead of trying to actually cut, like, useless infrastructure? Or we're going to see it in, like, these actual, like, the well, lower level what, jobs that start getting cut that, out? happening is not fucking trying to help those uh those like what 20 international students that like were are, are about to get deported um because they can't pay on time even though it's like they they got accepted and so on and also the university shutting down a lot of the international uh stuff that that was like born's flagship uh for for ou and that was like honestly a very good thing like there that, are a lot of that immigration thing that pissed me off though because it's just like how much fucking money does OU have that they can't like stop 20 of their students from getting deported yeah. and just like say you're cool like yeah don't worry about it get us back next semester or something or just yeah. come yeah. out with, like a, a like, plan it just even plan it with them like don't be like oh well fuck I guess you gotta go bye see y'all yeah, like, come up with a solution but that's the thing is that globally is saying we gotta keep these fucking vanity projects for these North Texas shit bags that honestly like do not have a place in modern society and should be told to move out to the, the Texas trash dump in, in the middle of the Pacific. That's where they should go. And and he, he's building fucking horseshit for those people, not taking care of actual people that could use the university to, like, better their lives or something. Instead of just move back to fucking grape, grapevine Dallas hell and, like, become just people whose society genuinely has no use for that make a bunch of money. Like, that that's the thing. That's what's happening. And, and that's what Globally was brought on to do. 
Well, I think he's doing a pretty awfully good job of doing that. So why don't we move on to the conservative reading series? And uh, I'll just let you know before Carl starts (laughs) to read this one. This one is taking direct aim at Carl. They finally (laughs) listened to the show and they have decided that Carl is their enemy and they will destroy him. And so they went after the thing he loves. Yeah, everything he loves. Volumes down, folks, because Carl's about to get real loud. (laughs) Maybe, Maybe a bit loud. Maybe a bit loud. So what we have this week, I didn't find it actually. Adam found it, and it was published on Monday, February 4th, and it's called Raising Oklahoma's Smoking Age Merits Debate. Now, I just want to, before we even start reading this, um, um, we read from them that are like, if you don't let people, you know, take guns everywhere they want to, only criminals will have gu- all that kind of horseshit, all the shit where they talk about how, oh, actually, it's healthy if you drink fracking water out of the tap. Well, and um, also their, like, complete attachment to the idea that, like, when the government tells you to do something, <laughs> that is wrong. Like, the government should have yes. no involvement in your life unless it has to do with... If you're a minority, or if you're a woman, (laughs) or if you do things that that they don't like. They shouldn't interfere in my life. They should interfere in other people's lives to to change them to not bother me. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so let's go. To reduce Oklahoma's tobacco-related health woes, the American Lung Association is urging lawmakers to raise to 21 from 18, the legal age to purchase tobacco. It's an idea that deserves serious consideration. Can we okay. read over that? To raise to no. 21 from 18. Like, what the... Who writes that shit? Also, oh, my God. They start their whole thing with a prepositional phrase. You're not Two. supposed to pre- <laughs> present prepositional phrases at the beginning of sentences. Oh my God. Let alone the beginning of a fucking article. It's not a, but it, it's an infinitive. It's not a prepositional phrase. Oh, it is. Yeah, you're right. It's an infinitive phrase, and that's even worse. <laughs> <laughs> stupid. Okay. We're not as stupid as these motherfuckers. They don't no, know how to write. These motherfuckers. These people. Mail them shit. No. At <laughs> one time, such calls would have been dismissed outright. Critics would argue that if 18-year-olds are mature enough to serve in the military and put their lives on the line then they're old enough to determine if they want to risk their health by smoking. Well, like, it's okay, also like... Wait, well, hello. Is you fucking, over? But it's just it like, really be over right here. Well, but it's just like, okay, if we're going to have an age of majority and we're going to call it 18, then you should be... It's the age of majority. It's the age of majority yeah. now. You get to do the things. Like, <laughs> fuck. And then also... If, if we want to make also, it 21, let's make it fucking 21, but let's not act like I mean, it's not 20 most, fucking 1. Talk about the most nanny state thing you could do is like dealing out your privileges over a span of like several years. Like, all right, you and, get and, this when you're 18, this when you're 19, this when you're 20. That's like, yeah, the, the, that's the most the, nanny state shit you gonna, think of. It. They're going to pull you over, the get in your car. Same editorial board that has spent the entire time. Like, the entire fucking time we've done this show saying, oh, the only tax that we can ever raise is the tobacco tax. It's the only tax that's okay. Raise the tobacco tax to fund all government services. Don't touch our oil. Don't touch rich people. Don't touch property. Don't just tax cigarettes. It'll get us out of our fucking budget hole. And then there's like, oh, nope, good. Raise it to 21. Fuck off. Like, holy shit. What this is is the, like, Hank Hill-ass writer of the Oklahoma editorial board caught his son smoking, even though he's, like, 19. (laughs) And he's like, what? You can't do that. That is exactly what happened. People talk about raping. (laughs) No, no. No, because in the actual episode where Hank catches Bobby smoking, Hank just goes back to the sweet, sweet release of cigarettes, <laughs> um, which is the the actual thing that happens. Whenever you catch somebody smoking, you're like, I don't want you to smoke. Let me have a cigarette. And then you're like, I please smoke more. I need I need this. Ugh. Ugh, I, m- I miss it. I miss I've been it. nicotine free for a few days, and so this just makes me angry. <laughs> <laughs> I was already mad because of the nicotine withdrawal. Now I'm even madder. <laughs> Wait, are you are you not patching it anymore? No, I'm 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 sans patch. I'm sans nicotine. 
First time since I was like 15. Well, except for that last eight months stint before I relapsed. But yeah, were you pregnant for eight months, Adam? <laughs> Almost. <laughs> Almost. I tried. But anyway, keep going. You got one of those post womb abortions. God damn In it. In New York City. God damn it. <laughs> the Oklahoma editorial board actually argued for those the one time I agreed with them. Um, but continuing. But attitudes have changed, and few people today argue smoking has any genuine positive benefit, let alone benefit that outweighs the harm done to one's health, okay. except for the Oklahoma editorial board, <laughs> when they say we need fucking tax revenue, and then they say, oh, smoking's great, everybody smokes these, fucking cigarettes. These, these fucking oh. idiots. These fucking... What's a Harley Davidson motorcycle? Oh, that's not positive for your health. The, the government should regulate anything that's not strictly positive for your health. You shouldn't be allowed to do until you're 21. And... Also, um... Also, like, attitudes haven't nope. changed. My whole life, people have said, smoking, that is the dumbest shit ever, you fucking idiot. Yeah, yeah but saying like, no genuine positive benefit. All right, we got looking cool. <laughs> um, we got the just rich, full-bodied got... taste of delicious, <laughs> delicious Newports. <laughs> have you ever had a smoke after, like, making a sex? Big meal. You know? like No, nah, oh, no, nah, mine's a, a big, big meal. Benefit. Have you ever also want... not almost killed somebody? Yeah, let me have a cigarette, please. Have you ever, like... Had a cigarette and a coffee in the morning, and then had the greatest shit of your life oh, afterwards. It's oh. true, I have had the coffee. <laughs> the nicotine shits are where it's at. Oh my god, mm, um, that's a good, just good way to start up. Yeah, oh. it's the best way to start your morning every morning. God, I want, I want to go buy a pack of smokes. <laughs> Keep reading, because <laughs> plenty of smokers wish they had never begun the habit and are vocal about that fact. And they are often supportive of efforts to deter others from initiating tobacco use. I will okay, if you don't fair. smoke yeah. and you try well, and smoke I mean, a cigarette, I'll smack it out of I, your hand because you're just going to lose money and like gain 60 pounds when you eventually have to quit for your health. <laughs> See, my yeah, actual I, fucking what I, what life. I'm wondering is, is this – do they say whether they want this to extend to vaping as well? Because that's what all the kids are doing these days. That's yeah, like no kid smokes anymore. Teen, teen smoking was like almost gone, and now they're all jeweling. Which honestly, uh, fuck them. Who cares? Like fuck the youths. Like nothing is gonna deal with that. <laughs> Kids always want to – if you tell a kid don't do it, they're like, yeah, I'll put my dick in a blender. Fuck you, mom. Yeah, I mean – They I, ate so Tide Pods <laughs> to prove a point. But <laughs> Kids but are fucking dumb. Like, it's like the kids, thing kids about kids. Kids don't smoke because, like, vaping is uh, doesn't make you cough up, like, fucking the black lung like you've been in, in West Virginia for 100 years. And compared to cigarettes, it's objectively better. So, like, they don't do it. At least if you're starting, smoking is, is will always remain the best way to get tobacco, in my opinion. Um, yeah, and I mean, and like that, that that begs the question of if like we all just kind of recognize that hey, this isn't a sustainable thing we can do if we you know don't want to have little parts of our lungs taken out. In which case, I still do love me a cigarette, especially when I get drunk. You know what I mean? Where it's yeah. like, uh nothing it's beats it. Like I, I hit. The, I'm part of vape nation. You know, I understand. <laughs> um, I just. It, it, nothing beats the full-fledged tobacco when when you're little have had had a few drinkies having a beverage yeah. have a, beverage, have a, colon. a yes Ugh. 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 okay keep reading because okay, i'm getting you. itchy <laughs> more <laughs> more importantly there's evidence that suggests raising the smoking age to 21 would have a deterrent effect the campaign for tobacco-free kids notes that about 75 per, 95% of adult smokers begin smoking before age 21 the group argues that the ages of 18 to 21 are, quote, a critical period when many smokers move from experimental smoking to regular daily use. While less than half of adult smokers, 46%, became da daily smokers before age 18, four out of five do so before they turn 21. Number one, if you didn't become an adult, like a daily smoker before age 18, you're weak, um, and I don't respect you. Um, Not real. <laughs> number two, I had a, fine. I had okay. a 45 minute car ride to uh, school. Guess what I was doing while I was driving? <laughs> I, I stopped behind like that fucking um, uh, like indoor storage place at 11th of Peoria and would have a cigarette and then be like, no, nah, I need another cigarette. And then I'd roll <laughs> into German class and the German teacher would be like, Carl, why do you smell like smoke? And I'm like, don't ask me goddamn questions. <laughs> um, yeah, because I'm cool, right? <laughs> 
Critics may know the 46% who started... You were as cool as every other high schooler thinks they are. (laughs) Every high schooler I've ever... No, I was objectively less cool. I was on speech and debate, and I captained (laughs) academic bowl my senior year. I was not cool. (laughs) All I had going for me was smoking. That was it. (laughs) Um, Yeah, okay. So what about those kids, huh? What are you going to do about them? How are you going to keep somebody like me cool in high school if they can't smoke? God, Oklahoma Notary Board, you suck. Um, critics. Well, may honestly, smoking might have been like the dividing line between you becoming an alt-right logic nerd and being like an edgy <laughs> leftist dude, bro. Yeah, yeah, that's that's actually kind of true. Probably, I would have yeah. ended up like. I mean, speech speech having... and debate and academic bowl without smoking and being a degenerate would have turned into you <laughs> being like a conservative logic dude. Yeah, I would have <laughs> been the next Ben Chapino. <laughs> Damn, man, the money is better in that. Okay. Smoking should be illegal. Ban smoking. Is that better for my wallet? That's honestly my position. I say ban it entirely. No one should ever smoke. It's disgusting. I hate being around it. <laughs> Fuck you. Fuck I'm gonna you. I'm gonna come visit you in Boston and smoke specifically only then. Good luck. East Coast, you can't smoke anywhere. Yeah, I'm very aware of that fact. It's annoying as shit. Um, it's great. I can breathe. All I have is just. Tons Fresh of air, CO2 pouring out of the exhaust of every car in the city. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, living in a big city is as bad as smoking a pack a day. Um, so it actually doesn't matter. <laughs> and it I, makes you just as anxious. I keep reading because some of these articles, yes. some of these paragraphs coming up are just fun. <laughs> Critics may note the 46% who started smoking daily before age 18 did so despite laws that make sales to minors illegal. And ask how adding three years to the prohibition would have any significant effect. The okay. <laughs> okay. Yes. Wait, yeah. Okay. For tobacco-free kids, responds. Quote: Research shows that kids often turn to older friends and classmates as sources of cigarettes. Thus, raising the legal age to 21 to purchase tobacco would quote reduce the likelihood that a high school student will be able to legally purchase tobacco products for other students and underage friends. No, Number they'll just one, go to scarier people. No. Yeah. Okay, read the next <laughs> paragraph still... first, and then let's talk about it because I... we all have a lot to say. Read this next paragraph because it's the fucked up put, one. Put simply, 21-year-olds don't usually hang around with 16-year-olds, so bumping Bullshit. the legal age of purchase to 21 reduces teenagers' social access to tobacco. Number Bullshit. one, have you yeah, never right. gone to yeah. a quick trip at 11th and Utica and asked some dude that straight up just murked somebody in an alley if they can buy you alcohol? Whom's oh, yeah. us? Well, I have been approached multiple but, times at 7-Elevens by children here and been like, hey, um... Alright, but I'm also just gonna pause some? it. Uh, has anyone on this podcast not hung out with people above the age of 21 when they were 16 yeah. years because I think we all have. Yeah, I did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, now, now, as an adult, would friends? I hang out like, with I mean... a 16-year-old? No. There is no way you could get me into the room with a 16-year-old. No, 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 no. Hell no. There are... Enough. Well, you could pay me enough money, you but could. it'd have to you be could. a decent sum. No, but those people, those $20. hometown people who have just stayed in their hometown forever and everyone else has left, and they're just like... 30 and they're like yeah i'll hang out with some kids fuck it yeah yeah there were 21 year olds used to come around and hang around us because yeah they were losers who never left town and we thought they were really cool yeah. But yeah, and I love, also love this because you know what? Sixteen year, no sixteen year old has ever accessed alcohol. None. <laughs> it's just not a thing that happens. Yeah, it's impossible. Also, also it's, just, it's not hard to figure out the stores that don't ID you. God like, damn I'm not going to name them out of so- solidarity with their mission. <laughs> yeah, there was one that we visited that had a drive-through here in Oklahoma City that we literally would pull up and they'd be like, "What you need?" There was a there was a, a a gas station where it's just like a baby that worked the counter. And was like yeah, well, here and the baby was like cool. And then there was another store that was just like yeah, we we sell cigarettes to underage kids. Like okay, of course we do. And uh, solidarity with them. Okay, respect. Yeah. Like I bought so many fucking cigarettes underage, and over I maybe bought them from somebody who was over 18 like two or three times, and I did not smoke two or three packs of cigarettes before I turned 18. I smoked like. I hundreds of packs of cigarettes. I mean, yeah. There is an Indian like smoke shop like near the, my house. The people are gonna get cigarettes. They will yeah. always get cigarettes. Yeah. So okay, <laughs> keep reading. Keep going. Yeah. A 2015 report by the Institute of Medicine, now called the National Academy of Medicine, that found that raising. Fake. Yeah, that sounds super <laughs> fake. Uh, the the National Academy of Medicine uh, Love Association, NAMBLA. Hollywood NAMBLA. Upstairs Medicine College. <laughs> <laughs> 
I'm really amazed that um, uh, Gorka decided to start writing about <laughs> teen cigarette usage. <laughs> um, continuing. Found that raising the minimum age of legal access to tobacco, quote, will likely prevent or delay initiation of tobacco use by adolescents and young adults. The age group most impacted will be those aged 15 to 17 years. The report estimated that raising the minimum age of legal purchase to 21 would produce a 12% decrease in the prevalence of tobacco use among today's teenagers by the time those kids are adults. All right, sure, but that's like a pretty, like, that's not nothing, but that's not a huge No, it's not change. a lot. And yeah. the other thing, the other thing too, like the, 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 the fact behind this article is that smoking literally does not exist for anybody but poor people. And poor people still smoke at ridiculously high rates, and you're not going to do anything about that because... No one gives a shit about the fact that the health crisis of smoking is a poverty crisis. It has nothing to do with public health or the fucking age. It has to do with the fact that when you live a shitty fucking life and you work a service industry shit job, the one break you get is every two hours you go get to have your cigarette out back, and that's literally the only joy in your fucking life. Well, that's yeah, it. you yeah. know what and that means. It's like you can be a 19-year-old working a fucking working in the kitchen of some restaurant. You go out to have a cigarette, and then all of a sudden like some cop can start harassing you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's, that's all it will mean. And that's the thing, too, is those 19-year-olds, they fucking need that cigarette. And that's where if you're uh, if you're 16 and you have to get a fucking job and you're working as a, a cook or something, you're going to smoke because you need to to fucking survive how terrible your life is. Finish, um, up, finish it out. If the legal age nationwide were raised to 21 today, the research estimated, quote, there would be approximately 223,000 fewer premature deaths, 50,000 fewer deaths from lung cancer, and 4.2 million fewer years of life loss for those born between 2000 and 2019. Except for like, all the things they can't account for and also like just people dying, but whatever. Not, not Well, I mean, not to mention all the much better public health options out there to reduce smoking that aren't banning it. Yeah, yeah and like... The thing is, incidence of smoking is ridiculously higher in all of Europe, and people live much longer lives because smoking isn't really the health problem that we have. The problem all that right, we have well, I mean, is that don't, people don't, don't try and get up on your don't, don't, yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoking, smoking is a huge no, health problem. I, I, I will say up. right now that smoking is a huge health problem, but like, if you want to actually deal with these kind it's of fucking health problems, a health you should do other things. <laughs> I don't think like, it could be classified as a thing. I'm fairly certain. Am I wrong? <laughs> no, you're not wrong. It's just okay. it's just it's it's so horseshit to say thing. you care about these health outcomes whenever you actively fight things that would be better for more people's health. You know, well, I, I'm I'm entirely it just, on board. It just board. comes down to the same thing as the drug problem, which is that it doesn't work to penalize people for doing it. It's just not yeah. going to get the results you want. We're like, how have we not? How have we gotten to this point where it's like we've banned and banned? Yeah, Banned. Yeah, why and is it not nothing and then, and then eventually they're going to ban cigarettes and the CIA is going to start selling cigarettes. <laughs> All right. And then we'll, the world will just implode because the irony will be so overwhelming. So. All right, finish the article. All I've got. Representative Ben Loring, D. Miami, Miami, fuck, um, has filed legislation to raise Oklahoma smoking age to 21. That bill should not be dismissed without serious consideration. Only six states have enacted similar laws, but legislators could keep, should keep in mind there are times it's good to be on the front edge of a trend, particularly when lives may be saved in the process. Oh my if god, you can't fucking agree on green energy? That but that the Oklahoma <clears throat> State will be ahead of a trend that's good for people, they have another fucking thing coming. And it's a bag of shit in the mail from me. <laughs> god damn it. God damn it. <laughs> that one was pretty good. Uh... Uh. <laughs> well, as always, guys, you can check us out on Twitter at Red Star Over OK. Our subreddit is our Red Star Over Oklahoma. Or SoundCloud. You can listen on SoundCloud and iTunes. Uh, if you've got any questions, comments, complaints, concerns, uh, you can email us at redstaroverok at gmail.com. As always, tell your friends about us and please rate and review on iTunes. Have a good week, everybody. Bye.